week's episode of More Tech. I'm your host, of course, Michael Amorgan, along with my co-host, Vicky. Hello. And this week we have a very special person as an interviewee. And he is the, catch me from the wrong with this, he's the COO of Fusion Plex here in Nassau, Bahamas, the biggest IMAX theater in the region, and his name is Dominic Richards. Excellent, excellent. Awesome. Now, Dominic. Yes. Okay. What was the idea? I'm just going to jump right into it. What was the idea when you guys first decided we're going to, you were going to build this place? Well, you know, it's kind of weird, but we're all gamers and we're all, so we would have tournament after tournament of either dominoes, cards, or video games. And we would always want to go to the movies, but the movie experience in NASA just wasn't up to par. And so our first inclination was to build the biggest IMAX in this part of the world. I mean, it's going to be a one-screen experience. But, you know, in anticipation of building it out, we actually started doing a lot of traveling around the world. So we go places like Bangkok and other places that are really incredible entertainment experiences. And so when you when you go to those places, you realize that you're not just wasting an opportunity, but you don't really understand what the gaming experience is or, I guess, the entertainment experience. And so after doing a lot of research, you know, we come back home with an idea and you begin to build on it. And then we start doing a lot of outreach. You know, one of the things I did is I am actually a former um, head of the school board for H.O. Nash, you know. And so at H.O. Nash, you see a lot of issues with the community, whether it's parents that don't really have enough to do lunch or, you know, people who don't really understand what it is to do homework. You know, people assume that homework is, was meant for the kids. And, when, <laughs> and so uh, when you have two or three kids and you realize you don't, you can't do a simple, some, something as simple as transposition, you know. And so you ask, you're asking a parent who pretty much graduated at a very low education level to understand concepts. And so those, sometimes homework can actually cause problems in, in marriages as well as in the family because uh, that, that goes back to self-esteem and other things. And so what we decided to do is move away from the entertainment aspect and move more to a community building aspect. And that's where Fusion Superflex came from. It's just how do you build community? How do you build families? And the way you do that is you build something that every person can feel that they're part of. You know, you have a lot of disenfranchised people out there. And so this is one of the places in the world where you can actually come and whether or not you are a garbage collector or somebody who's just hanging out with the kids for the day or someone who's a banker, when you come in, nobody really cares. So like the old chair is saying, it's where nobody knows your name. No, everybody knows your name, I should say. Yep. And you get to actually feel respected and you can come in and you don't need to go to a $30 movie or $20 movie. You can get a $5 cup of coffee or a $2 game in the arcade. And so that way, nobody's left out and the community is built with your help. So, in essence, this place was built for family yes. and community. Yes. Okay. So, when you guys wanted to do and build it up, you wanted to build movie theaters because you guys wanted to go watch movies. 
You want it somewhere you can gain and then somewhere just to relax and chill, which yeah. would be the restaurants and yes. food places and like Starbucks or the hydrogen tanks. Yeah, sub-zero <laughs> ice cream, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so most of that has been rolled out. I know that there are still some aspects of Fusion that still haven't quite been unveiled to the public. Yes. Um, where did the inspiration for perhaps some of that stuff come from? Is it the same place or is it adding on or? I mean, I, from the standpoint of uh, a community, like the Bahamas is in a very rough position right now. Like we've had so many years of hotel living where the average family, you know, the shifts are really crazy. You're getting up two o'clock in the morning or you're going, you're going out at five o'clock in the morning. You're, you come home midday before kids go come home. So two o'clock, you're actually heading out to work to get to work for three or four. So one of the things that we really were working on is how do you create scenarios that take some of the pressure from home? Like we built Fusuplex to be the, the third place in the community. Like the first place in most people's lives is their home. The second place is their workplace. And so we don't have any third places. And study after study has shown that countries that don't have uh, workplaces, sorry, third places, they have more crime, they have more um, spousal abuse, and they also have more unproductive workplaces. And so if we read all the literature that, that we see day in, day out, the Bahamas is the, one of the highest places in the, this part of the world with um, abuse at home. And we have one of the most unproductive work environments. And, you know, the reason for that is, like, when you eliminate the third place in someone's life, the first two places are overemphasized. If you think about the Bahamian community, everybody, when, you, when you're home, everybody wants the biggest house you can find, the biggest television. They now want the gym in the house. They now want, okay, okay, you know, they want the biggest walk-in closet you can find. They don't know the neighbor. They now have a bar in their house, which causes so much abuse of alcohol, if you don't know. And so, so now you have, that causes a lot of stress. You know, they have to work longer hours to get the bigger house. They don't have time to really invest in their kids. And so the house is now thrown off. And then if you look at the workplace, we start talking about unproductivity. If you're, well, if you are tired because you're overworked and you're trying to meet, make sure you meet that bill that from the, from the bank and all these other things, you don't have a place where you ever unwind, ever. You know, if you think about it, when you're home, even though it's a informal setting, do you tell your wife that you're not going to pay the bills? Do you tell the kids that you're not going to get food on the table? So you always have that rule. You never have that break. And of course, you know, when you're at work, you're always in a formal setting. So what we um, hope to accomplish, and I think we're pretty much moving toward it, is Building that place that when you walk in and you sit down, you get a cup of coffee, no one's judging you. Nobody's asking you who you are or where's that, you know, where did you do this or why didn't you do that? You can just cool out. And so one of the things that we really believe that we're doing is we're pretty much reshaping the way the community is actually interacting with each other. You know, so that's, that's very important for us. And building on that concept, you know, as we start talking about education in the country, we're rolling out this month's Project Empower, where we actually reach out to the schools from 9 o'clock in the morning to 1 o'clock every day, and we bring the schools in, 
and we actually reshape the way education is being done in the country. Because Project Empower doesn't focus on the students, it actually focuses on the educators and parents. You know, like we talked about earlier about how do you help a parent understand what surface tension is? You know, how do you, how do you explain nuclear fusion? These concepts that are so nebulous. And so what we do is we, we bring it in a format that's entertaining and it's educational. So you have what we call the world's biggest class, you know, classroom, which is IMAX. And you build on the concept that's very important, which is 78% of all men are visual learners. You know, and 60% of women are kinetic learners. But if you see the way the education system is built, everything is based on auditory learning, which is very inefficient. And so the only way you can inculcate the amount of knowledge we need to actually move forward as a nation is if we build on premises that engage as much senses as possible. The study after study has shown the more things you engage, the more you remember, and the more you then are able to translate into actually a synthesis of that knowledge to create a, a product that you as a person feel comfortable with, which then builds self-esteem. I know one of the methods of teaching is it's best to go audio, um, touch, and also, you know, so essentially, you see the teacher writing on the board, you hear the teacher saying it, and then you actually do what is being done. So that you learn from all three methods, and that gets things up to the highest possible way of learning at that particular point. Yes. Now, with empowerment. Project Empower. Project Empower, sorry. Um, how does that really work for the students? Is it that they go into an IMAX theater and they actually like watch something, or how does that? How does that work? So, what we do is we actually go to the schools first. We actually do full presentations for them, and we do really cool things. So, what we're trying to do is we're trying to move away from the concept that education and science is for nerds or for the most intelligent, or you know, because that's the case. I would never been a scientist because I was like a failure in high school. And even, like I always tell people, when I went to, to um, COB, my first semester, my GPA was 0.01. And I'm still trying to figure out how I got to 0.01. But that, that was like, I'm like, so I was never there. Because I was working 90-hour shifts at work, and so it was hard. And I was doing biochemistry as a security officer. That's rough. So what we do at Project Empower instead is we actually go into the schools and we do something with liquid nitrogen, where we actually make ice cream for the students. And we explain things like the difference between oxygen, carbon dioxide, helium, and then nitrogen. And we explain to them why it's cool just in everyday living. And so then at the end, we just make them ice cream. Then after that, we sit back and we, we go through things like, how do you get along with each other? Or how do you respect, do you respect each other? And so sometimes we bring in NASA astronauts or we bring in guys from different parts of the world to show them uh, a, a black face doing things that are positive in the country. And so then they come here, we actually show them movies in 3D. And IMAX 3D is the best in the world. You know, I, I, I had a crazy experience over the Christmas where we, did, we showed a movie called The Polar Express. Mm. You know, and so it was pretty cool until the Polar Express to 3D is so incredible. The train, when it was when it's coming, it came out of the screen and all of the kids started screaming and they <laughs> jumped on the side. I'm like, guys, it's a movie. You know, but until you saw the teacher on the ground ducking too, you know, which is pretty cool. You know, I'm like, it's okay, Mara. 
<laughs> you know. But what it, what we were trying to explain to them was, if the education is memorable and if you actually can interact with it, then it change it teaches it changes the way you think. And so we have movies that talk about like like we're going to launch a movie called Jerusalem 3D, where we show what Jerusalem looks like now and back then. Um, we also launched a movie called Unseen um, Universe, where we go from outer space into the into the deepest part of your body. There's a cell, and it does it in front of you, and it rotates. And so then we go into the Bohemian Coral Reef, show the conch and everything else. So there's different concepts we do, but this but the cement where we've actually we've actually thought after you come out of the movie, we do a kinetic learning experience where we actually give you something and we let you interact with it. And we actually talk to you about what you what you thought about the movie before you lose that concept, you know. And so then we give them a goodie bag to take home, and then after that we give them a a a link to a test that they take to see how they actually understood the knowledge base. That's actually a really comprehensive way about going things. My family is either teachers or like doctors. Yeah. So from having that teacher aspect of the family, I actually have to acknowledge you guys. That's really well thought out. But my mom was a teacher for like 50, what's I'm saying? She's still a teacher. She beat me up if she heard me say it was. Because <laughs> she's like 75 and she's still volunteering right now. But I can tell you now, I have marked more papers than everybody in this room. From I was like five till now. So I understand what teachers really need in terms of just their support. You know, giving teachers money is like a waste of time because they love their students so much. They turn around and they spend all their money back on the students. I can tell you because my mom spent my lunch money several times on markers, crayons, and stickers. You know, on, on fair mom, I'm still upset at you. But, you know, as I put that part of me behind, I realized that the reason she did is because she understood. I've seen so many times she'll be walking into the food store and people just walk up there and say, thank you for taking the time. Because she was, uh, she taught, she taught autistic and dyslexic students. So her class was a special class. She actually taught from grade, age level. She'd have somebody up to age 25 and somebody at age seven. And she'd have all of them in her class and she'd be teaching them every day. Ask her if she knows Dr. Colin Hannah. I'll definitely do that. Colin Hannah. Cool. That's my grandma. She's actually on a study disability and special learning here. No. And ask, ask. I asked her if she uh, if she knows Miss Gail Wisdom. She probably knows Miss Gail Wisdom. Because that's, that's the school that my mom worked with in creating that curriculum. So, getting back to fusion. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of stuff that, like I said before, that you guys are working on. You have Project Empower. You have everything that's already launched, even though it's a soft launch right now. Yes. Um, what is the vision of Fusion going forward? I think that the challenge we face as a country is there's so many different there's so many different niche groups that don't really get a lot of respect. They don't they don't get the opportunity to actually be be in a limelight. And so we do a lot of our activities that feed off Hollywood, but but it's really community based. Like we are talking about the, before you came on the air about, you know, the anime, the anime society we're trying to work with or esports in China. And I think that the things that we're really trying to do is 
a part of building the community is being inclusive. You know, we spent a lot of money on things like making sure we cater to the ADA, which is the Disabilities Association, and like throughout a facility of the ability to get a headphone if you're if you're blind, and they actually allow you to actually have descriptive text where you actually explain the whole movie to you, or if you're if you're deaf, we give you closed caption. And so our vision is to build a community together with the different proponents of those areas to make fusion someplace where it's not just about the money and entertainment, but allows each person to feel that they're wanted, they're respected, and that we all have opportunity to change society because you the only way you're gonna change society is not gonna be politics or legislation. It's gonna be how can I be the best husband, how can I be the best friend, and how can I take care of my neighbor? That's what's gonna change the areas of the country that's really struggling right now. And we think that fusion should be one of the areas around the country that actually builds on that concept. So it all boils down to family and community. And community being the extended family in a sense. Yes. So I know people, and feel free to let me know what's going on with this. People pass here. Because this is one of the biggest places yeah. on the island, and it's one of the most visible places, especially as you're heading to the airport. Yes. So as people are passing, they see the um, the digital signage, they see the big building, and they also see the. outside of a hotel maybe. Um, so what we, we have outside is we have a stage that's going to be allow us to do things like karaoke or, or on, the, on the more casual side and on the higher end side live jazz concerts. The space can hold in theater mode about 1,500 people and in banquet mode uh, 500 people depends on the, the size of the table. We can do proms, we can do just things that actually bring people together. If that area is serviced by a large outdoor kitchen um, that services that entire um, space. We also have um, surrounding the area, mahogany antique benches. And the whole point is, but back to the whole community thing, every 10 feet it allows you to plug your laptop in and get a full data cable. And we're, we're trying to give each customer about about a quarter of a gig of data when they're sitting there in that space. And of course, when you're servicing that with um, with Starbucks, uh, you have the winning combination for any any college student or anyone who has, who has a, a mobile office, like they say. And so at the very end of it, we're gonna have a gazebo with a water feature. And so, and then we have a, we have a, a DJ um, set outside with that space. And so the whole point is, like let's say if you're doing a prom, we have you pull up in the front. The, there'll be a video feed where they could see you pull up. Um, and then you'll watch each couple walk down the stairs into air-conditioned air tents because, you know, the weather's too, you know, disenchanting during that period. <laughs> One day it's raining, next day it's, and you can't take a chance. So they'll be walking to air-conditioned tents onto a mahogany floor and you'll be able to have the full proms. Or if it's an open seating and an open setting, 
you could have a, a very nice jazz concert going on. But we're not trying to do things like like reggae concerts. There's a lot of places you can do that here. But we're really trying to do is we're trying to make sure that you come somewhere where it's not just a different experience, but we don't want to push people away who don't have that place where they can actually relax. I like that. I like how you guys are also playing on the whole, like, I'm going to stand uh, like along the hotel and watch this prom thing. <laughs> now they can just look at something. Because <laughs> a lot of people, like, they will just stay out there. Oh, yeah. Just, just watch. Oh, yeah. Coming up with these funky hair dudes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and these dresses. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't think anything has really beaten the one where I saw, like, a girl had, like, her hair up like this and, like, Eight fans going on inside of it, just to like make sure that it stayed cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, this might sound crazy. I, I was an investor conference in um in Philadelphia, and uh, there was this prom where the girl pretended to be dead and she pulled up an ambulance, right? Yeah, right. And so then this this investor sits back at me and he says, I, "So I thought the first question is going to be why should we give you this money?" And his first question is, let's talk about that girl in the casket <laughs> from the prom. Like, how did she come up with that? And why did she have the ambulance? And I was about, I'm like, are you really going to ask me this question right now? <laughs> you know? So I couldn't really answer that question fully. And thankfully, that was the end of it. And we had a two-day session. So the next day, I had to actually do some research on it, come back. And I had to explain to him what, what it was about. And I'm sitting back, I'm like... Wow, because it ended up being on ABC News when it when it happened. I'm sitting back. I'm like, okay, wow, thank God, my country is so special. <laughs> I like how you use the word special. special. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We have some very special people. Eclectic. That's yes. Eclectic. Yes. Yes. I would be eclectic. Oh, what have, been, what have been your thoughts about Fusion so far? So far, I love it. I like the fact that y'all are pushing to bringing more, because Gallery, I can call anyone here. I can call Gallery anyone here. Oh, no. Okay, so I watch a lot of movies and I watch a lot of TV. So I love like, a lot of like the indie movies that come out. Gallery wasn't really bringing it over here. So like, it's a prime example, Crazy Rich Agent. I wanted to watch that. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Galleria took forever to bring it in, and when they brought it over here, most persons didn't know about it, so it didn't bring in the seals that they wanted to bring in. So they eventually, I think it was like maybe like a week or so, and then like they moved it, so I couldn't go to watch it anymore. So I like to see the the fact that you guys are taking initiative and in knowing about like the indie movies that's coming out and bringing them over here for us to watch it, because Galleria wasn't doing that. And by all doing that, you're also pushing them to get with the time to realize that more persons don't like it's okay to have mainstream movies, but at the same time, you also have like really high goal movie. You really have like a uh, high volume of movie goals. I want to see the indie movies. So that's what I really liked about Fusion so far. I've been to your game as well. I spent <laughs> I spent a lot of money. There's one game. With the um, with the key, 
Oh my god, we actually, I actually won the first, well, that I know of, the first okay. prize from out of there. Good job. Yeah. It only took, it, like, me and two out of my friends were standing there for the longest trying to play the game. <laughs> and then he's going to give up, he's like, okay, one more try. And I'm like, you played it for a bit. And like, I got the, like, a Pokemon yeah, key, um, coin crystal hat in. So I got that for one of my friends. And. I got after that, I was like, okay, time to move on. But I spent, we spent a lot of money on that game. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but so far, I like the arcade. I've had the ice cream as well. I actually haven't been to Starbucks as yet, which is very shocking. <laughs> I've been to... The only thing I haven't went in as yet is Pure. And access three, that being the other ones. Most of the moves I watched is the body X. And that's really because like I was telling Timmy and Jake, yeah, earlier that Forty X is like one of my favorite theaters. Um, because it reminds me of the twister that they used to have at Universal. Yeah. yeah. So that's the reason why I enjoy it. Uh, like I've been to like a lot of theme parks that have that same experience. So for me, it's like I like I go back to the states again, go to a theme park. Uh, so that's why I enjoy it, and I think that animated movies capitalize on it a lot. So most, and I I'm a sucker for animated movies. So most of the movies that I want to watch are always in 40x. Yeah. So that's like my favorite theater so far. I think one of the things that that we we really we really try to focus on when we start talking about movies is how do you make sure that you actually are allowing people even to know the products you have? And it might sound, oh, this is simple. You have, you have Facebook, you have Twitter, you have all these other different mediums. Oh, and you have a website. The, the challenge we face, more than anything else, is everybody's living their life and they're not used to having this much choices. And so like right now, we're looking at bringing, like I was telling you earlier, um, things like Attack on Titan and and Salem Moon and whatever it is. Those kind of things that are coming. But how do we make sure that it's what you want in the format that you want it in? And so as we start talking about, you know, the whole concept of community and, and sharing, I think the challenge becomes now making sure we stay relevant, we stay fresh, and we don't get too caught up in, well, I have to be better in Galleria, or Galleria is not bringing this. Well, guess what? You don't care about that. What you care about is, am I catering to you? Am I taking the time to figure out what you want and so that we can build that relationship? And so one of the things I always tell businesses, and we sit back and we talk, is you can't have a one-way relationship. It's impossible. But you have to have dialogue. You have to have the ability to say, you know, that sucks, or I didn't like that, or my experience wasn't on par, or you disappointed me. And then we, in turn, have to have the flexibility and the agility to say, okay, that didn't work, and we're going to do this next time. You know, I had a, a rough experience with, we did, we tried to do a Bollywood movie, and like literally four hours before we were supposed to go on board with the Bollywood movie, customers sitting in the lobby, the studio canceled the key. And I'm trying to explain to people who don't speak English that their movie was canceled. And these people, I felt so bad because they actually were so excited the first time they were going to have a Bollywood movie, and I mean a real one. And so it took a while for me to get the studios to agree to do something. We're doing something later on this month. 
but it hurt me to see them standing in the lobby having to get a refund. It, it, and so for me, it was a very important learning experience. And I learned in the future, just like I told you guys when we talk about esports, I will control all keys. I will make sure that one segment of the community does not affect the rest of the community. And a big part of that is I have to actually be a part of the relationship, the, the discussion where you say to me, I want this, I don't want that. And I think that the challenge when you do something like that is sometimes it's like being married. Just because you have communication, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to enjoy what the other person is saying all the time. And you're not going to always enjoy the way people say it, but you have to put aside your ego. You have to put aside your, what you expected to happen and just listen. You know? It's very well put. Very, very well put. So, we took a break just there for a moment. Um, and we had a little side conversation. But that kind of brought up something that's interesting. And um, do you want to react to that question? So, we were talking about what what does it mean for you to be a woman in the country? And how, how does it feel to be at this point in history and how things are going for you in your own country? Well, actually, honestly, from my opinion and what I've observed, but for me, I've observed that in this country, most women don't really have a, a say. Or like they're not really respected by males. So like if you have a meeting and it's predominantly males and if you, and if a female tries to voice her opinion, then like they'd automatically shut it down because you know, they automatically feel as though women are supposed to be at home cooking, cleaning, taking care of their children. And loving children. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a point that you said, do you want to say? Right. So what I was, one of the things I remember I had a discussion on what does it mean to be a leader? And so, Somebody called me a wimp because they asked me what I was going to be doing that night. I said, one second, I guess I'm going to make a quick call. And so I called my wife and I said, hey, babe, what are we doing tonight? He's like, you called your wife. I'm like, you mean my partner? The person who actually we had plans with? You know, and so there's this concept that when you're the leader, you tell everybody what to do. And since your wife is, quote, unquote, under you, that you guys do what you want to do. And I always tell people. That true leadership is when you're a servant. You have, when you're a leader, you have to show people what it means to serve. You have to take the time. So when you're building a relationship, you have to first show your wife what you can do, how to do it. Like I have two girls and we cook together, we clean together because at the end of the day, when you're sitting there and you're saying to your daughter, show, you have to be respectful or you have to have self-esteem. Well, first you have to show her that respect. You know, so we clean together and I serve my daughter, I serve my wife first so that she in turn has no problem serving someone else. And so you have to first inculcate that in your daughter or in your wife that she she deserves respect, her, her opinion matters. And so guess like you said, you'd be sitting in a meeting and when the woman says something, the eyes roll and it's like, and, it's like, and then when they say something, it's the voice of God has spoken. It's like, uh, no, you get said crap, but because you do it, you know, we're going to take it? No. And so, yeah. And I think the, the way we're going to change the, the way we look at our country is, isn't just saying, you know, let's give a woman the right to vote or let's make sure we put a CEO that's a woman in charge. It is, how do you show your daughter that respect? You know, how do you show your wife that respect? And that respect comes from first being something called 
you know, monogamous at home because a lot of the issues that are going on in the country is that you can say that you love your husband and you you feel respected, but when you when you're sleeping with a coworker, when you're when she has from around the corner that he's in this car tied up with somebody, I don't care who you are, that affects your self esteem. It affects the dynamic at home, and it affects it affects even what your daughter expects to meet when she goes out there. So guys are sitting there, oh, you know, I don't know why she got pregnant at the age of 17. Well, if you're never home, you never spend time. Study after study has shown that when you have a father and a mother at home and the husband is supportive of his wife and the kids, pregnancy goes down, um, profitability in a country goes up, productivity goes up. So it starts with showing that respect. Now, Vicky, I know you were saying something as well. Um, you want to finish it off? Uh, yeah, so it was when you had addressed that it's not the 1980s anymore, it's the 2000s, and women actually have an opinion instead of just like the male speaking and always having to say. And I was talking about how um, my mom and I was getting ready to go to work, and my mom had brought up a conversation with my dad, and I was just joking around with him because I. I like to do that because he's very serious. So I was joking around with him, and he was talking about how um, he don't know where some women get this whole prophetess thing from. He's like, the Bible ain't never had no prophetess. And I was like, so you're trying to say that when he meant to post a preach? He's like, yes. Like he didn't even wait till I finished like the sentence. He just was like, yes. And I was like, oh, you guys are sexist, right? Uh, like he just went quiet and went about his way. And I just felt like I didn't even realize that you thought this way. But then. I have to realize that the era that they were brought up in, they were raised in like the old era where women are supposed to be quiet and just take care of the home and so on. But the Bible has problems. Lots of them. According to him, they're only supposed to be men preaching. Well, you know, one of the things I always, I always tell guys is that when you want to hide behind your loincloth, what, you, what you're really doing is you're pretty much closing your mind not just to the voice of God, but to your family. You know, the word of God says over and over that he will use anything to get his message and his word out. So he will use a rock if a dude doesn't show up. So if he's going to use a rock, why would he not use a woman of God? And so if, like I, if you, let's say you're sitting in a relationship and a lot of people, after they've been in situations, they've given their life to Christ and they're now, they're now, the voice they've now they're now a christian and the husband is not a christian so what is what is he saying so since the holy spirit is not speaking in you he should wait for your unsafe husband to get the voice of god no god will use anybody and anything to get his purpose fulfilled in our life and so at the end of the day if my heart is hard and my wife's heart is available to him he will use whatever message he needs to change our nation you know, one of the things we were talking about earlier was, you know, we're doing a movie called On the Basis of Sex in March. And one of those, that, that, and the answers of that movie is not going beyond the, the women's suffrage movement. It was, how do you make sure that when you're at, on a job, how do you make sure that you, you feel that you're being properly validated and you're, you're being properly compensated, not based on being a woman, you know, or being a male, but based on productivity. 
you know, and I heard someone say one time, well, they take more sick days than guys, and, you know, they have those time of the months, and, and I, I said, uh, I said uh, to the gentleman that, okay, let's forget the fact that I have a wife and two daughters. Let's just forget that. Everything you read shows that from a productivity standpoint in the Bahamas, women are 10 times more productive than men. And if all you have to do is pass the blocks. For every one woman you see sitting on the blocks, you see 1,000 guys who are sitting there. Now, they, they themselves may have been disenfranchised for different purposes. And this is why we're talking about how to, how to engage them and, and help them feel like they're, they're a worthy part of society. But it's just on a reality standpoint. I mean, there are very few moms who can sit home and watch their kids suffer and not go out there and make a living. And a lot of guys will just sit there and watch their kids go down. And so if they're actively participating in creating our, our economy, and if they're actively participating in making sure that we as a country continue to grow, then they should be properly compensated. That's a very valid point. <laughs> wow. A very profound one. I think that as we start a lot of these conversations, is it uncomfortable, but is it necessary? Yes. You know, and we can't let our politicians be the ones who are fighting all our battles for us or sometimes fighting our battles against us. We need to have these conversations in rooms like this. And then when we actually talk to our kids and start talking about what it means to be not a woman, but a member of society, what, what, what value do you hold in the country, you know? So those are the kind of things that once you start it here, it blossoms into another discussion. And that discussion becomes, what does it mean for this country to actually take its rightful place in the world, which is productive, engaging, and taking the time to actually build our national pride? Like this, we take so much for granted, you know, that, you know, our freedom, our ability to actually coexist with each other. The Freedom of Information Act that needs to be passed, you know, things like that, that I don't care how much legislation you have, if you can't have checks and balances for every part of society, you pretty much, you, you might as well pass the legislation because you can't even check to see if it's actually being fulfilled. So we're starting to wind down. Um, for those curious to where that whole conversation just came from, it was actually from that movie that he just mentioned. Um, so that kind of brought us into that particular topic. But just as we're wrapping up, Vicky, did you have anything? Yes. Oh, I was going to ask Vicky about her favorite yeah, anime, top five anime movies. <laughs> I could live, I could list, I could list, let's say, three series and two movies. Go ahead. Okay. So. The first movie is Kimi no Nawa, which is just oh, it was so amazing. <laughs> I was watching it and I was sleepy when I watched it. And as it started to progress, like I totally woke up and like I ended up, I ended up like crying and so on. I was say the name again. Kimi no Nawa. It's called. Oh my! What the, the English version? I'm gonna check right now. Ah, your name. That's what it was. Yes. Oh, your name. Yeah, yeah we're actually doing that movie. <gasps> 40 hours in Iowa? <laughs> 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 
Oh, see, if she said the name properly, I would have got it. Yeah, I know from Kimmy and Al, I couldn't remember the English version. And you see Theater, Theater coming to me. Yeah, I'm bringing it. <laughs> one day event, one day event. I'll be there tonight to watch it. I'll definitely be there. Um, the second movie was A Silent Voice. That one was really good, and it really touched on like bullying in schools. And Alice, my three TV shows, which would be Welcome to the Ballroom. That was actually pretty good. It was good. Um, a Place for Us in the Universe, and that's a tough one. Okay, I'll list two more. After A Place for Us <laughs> in the Universe, Yuri on Ice, and Made in Abyss. Ooh, Made in Abyss. Mm-hmm. That one's a heart picture. That one was tough too. It started off cutesy. Uh, that one episode just like flipped the switch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you, uh, if I had a question for you, it would be I know you're very big in the esports community. If you could change five things in our community or do five things in our community for esports, what would that be? Okay. Um, well, there's some stuff that I've been working on that I'm hoping will actually help change and enhance the community. Uh, one of which is actually building out a framework, um, which is, I can't really give too much information on it, but it's essentially going to help any of the groups and anyone that actually wants to get into esports to actually have not only a means to do so, but a means to actually prove that this is something that's worthwhile doing. And being able to then actually go out and do it. Yeah. Because you can always say, well, yeah, I, I game, and then you don't show up to things, and so people just say, man, you're just talking. Or, you know, you actually want to go out, go worldwide and international and stuff like that, and then you don't have a means to do that. Uh, you know, just a lot of different stuff. And even here locally, we have an esports scene, but is it where it needs to be? Is there stuff that we can do to better it? Yes. And that's what I want to be a part of. That's what I want to bring that framework and actually structure to. Um, so that kind of touches on a few of them, actually, because it's framework, then actually getting people out there, um, building it up, the community, because we actually needed to become more pronounced. And right now, a lot of it is sip-sip. I, I game, you game, let's go here, let's game together, let's do this. There's a little tournament there, someone's doing something. Um, does the average person know that gaming is happening? Are that there are gaming tournaments or an esports scene? Probably not. But if you're a gamer, there's a 60% chance that you probably know that something's happening. And I'd like to make that available to everyone. So that the, everyone knows that there is something happening here. So, again, I can't touch on m- too much. I've already been doing my stuff with Hearthstone Bahamas, which is kind of like under more cookies, but that's its own little organization. More cookies. Talk a little bit about them. Well, more cookies is the brand that we kind of use for uh, this show, esports rap, um, but also the stuff that we're doing to be. Um, actually move forward with esports on a whole as well because 
at first we were actually were talking about doing tournaments and stuff like that as well, but we've taken a step back from that to create the framework first because it doesn't make sense jumping into tournaments and doing that when so much stuff needs to actually be done to make this worthwhile. Yeah. So we still wanted to have, we actually wanted to do it our first one in January, but okay. it was actually going to be Smash. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, that's right. Um, and it's from there that we also found out that there was that Smash community, and so we wanted to it's work huge, with them. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually one that's run by um, Noah and Alex. Shout out to you guys if you're watching this, which you probably are. <laughs> um, but we want to take that to the next level. I know some people inside the community, they're starting to wane and like maybe think about stepping down or doing something or retiring as a certain person is saying, Alex. <laughs> but Don't do it, Alex. Don't do it. <laughs> We're coming. But um, yeah, stuff like that, you know, we just really need, like I said, we can't just jump into there. We, we need more before we can jump and actually say, you know what? Now it's time for us to do our thing. Because yeah. we want to help everyone. It doesn't make sense being the only ones doing stuff. Yeah. I think this the scary part of a lot of things that we're talking about is like like you said, I feel the same way is because it's it's challenging when you have a discussion and yeah, you may have the capital to build a lot of these networks. The problem is, you know, getting people out, organizing the outreach, making sure there's consistency in the product making sure everybody in the community is, is actually growing together versus one sector growing, next one fading. And I, and I applaud you for, for just the way you're even you're passionate about it. Because I, I think I've been a lot of places where guys start off really excited and they get caught up in a lot of the minutia and the, like I said, the, the loincloth issues. And I think a big part of that now becomes how do you stay consistent? Because... You know, fusion is going to be a big part of the e-sports community in the Bahamas for many years to come. And we need people like you to be a part of that. So I appreciate it. Not a problem. <laughs> so guys, that is going to wrap up. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to say? Um, I guess I want to thank you guys for supporting Fusion Superplex. You know, this, this Christmas, we were in the top 1% in the world in terms of uh, box office and attendance. And it's because we Bahamians beat all of Florida, all of New York, and all of Cali. And that's hard to do for a little country. They, they can't believe how, how rapid we are about the movies. And Bahamians, we've always loved going to the show. We've always loved it. You know, and it's, we just need it to be respected with a product that allows us to actually experience a movie and have something that it makes it memorable. And so I want to say thank you guys very much for supporting Fusion Superlex. And we will continue to show you the respect um, by putting products in place that allow you to feel that you're part of us. So thank you very much. Well, on behalf of the watchers and everyone else, thanks for building this place. Appreciate that. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of the... Uh, there's this... 
not I wouldn't really consider it to be a mall, but it's like um basically like an entertainment complex. Those in the States that we went that I mean my friend went to before they have like one side with the other they have like a skate park and everything built in. So this reminds me uh, a lot of that. Because they had the movie theater on one side, then opposite that they had like this little game section and then like further back they had like the skate park and so on. I think that as you start, like this is phase one, phase two we're building on another eight acres. We own from here straight to BWA and we're going to be doing a lot of things. So stay, stay tuned, uh, Fusion Super Blacks. And uh, like I say, the, the big thing is the only way we're going to be able to change our community and, and change the way we look at ourselves as a country is if you guys participate. So we, guess we want you guys to start, start small. Take care of your wife, take care of your kids, and respect your neighbor, and we'll all be great. Well, everyone, that wraps up this episode of More Tech, talking about Fusion Plex. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank my co-host for coming on and actually sticking around. This has been a kind of long day for us. And I would like to thank our guest, Dominic Richards, for coming on and actually having this interview with us. Thank you very much again, sir. I appreciate it. Until next time, guys, don't forget, More Tech is on every Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Twitch, uh, Periscope, Facebook, pretty much anywhere that streams within the, this side of the world. If you're one of the people that somehow like made us the top part of iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, and Denmark and stuff like that, then, uh, yeah, we were in Denmark. Uh, somehow, and then recently we got top in tech for, well, talking tech and esports mm -hmm. for the U.S. Well, um, we're in the top 10 at least. I, I think it's because it's your ponytail and you have a very beautiful hostess. <laughs> I will not deny any of that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so if you want to watch any of this, feel free to go over there. If you'd like to listen to podcasts, we're, of course, on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, I, well, uh, Google Podcasts, or pretty much anywhere that you would listen to podcasts if you wanted to check out any of our past episodes. You can also go to morecookies.com. That's M-O-A-R-Cookies.com. We're also on all of the social medias for the most part, Twitter, Discord, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, so on and so forth. And if you want to be part of the conversation with any of our other viewers and our hosts, we also have a Discord chat going on. So feel free to jump in there and uh, talk with us. And until next time, guys. More cookies, signing out.